We'll do it. We do our best. Yep. Hello, hello. We are live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, so, hello, everybody. Um, we are today slightly displaced, should we say. You know, we are on the go. Technically, our offices are closed, but we're obviously always working in the background. We are always here to to provide education and help our audience. So for those of you uh, uh, returning to Coffee Time with Marie and Pedro, thank you so much for welcome back. And for those of you who are new watching us, uh, please go ahead and put a, a thumbs up or, or a, a hands up, you know, uh, just let us know that you are here new. We really appreciate you. Uh, I want to encourage you also to subscribe to uh, the channel of your choice, uh, whether if it's Facebook, LinkedIn, or uh, YouTube, wherever you're watching us, to make sure that you know whenever we are going, getting ready to go live. Um, just a quick intro. My name is Marie Tarosian. I'm a certified public accountant and a chartered global management accountant, an experienced auditor and a CFO. Um, I'm currently as a CPA advisor and transformation coach. I use my proprietary valuation MT methodology to help business owners grow from their first million to their ten, next 10 million and more. Um, I'm also an author and I've written a couple of books and I will definitely uh, make sure to put the links up the, in the bottom. Um, and um, and I'm, as always, I am joined by my uh, tax colleague, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Good morning, Pedro. Good morning. Good morning. And again, uh, yeah, we're all uh, a little displaced uh, from our <laughs> uh kind of uh last minute uh settings uh to make this happen but i'm glad that we did and uh that we're doing this uh as a, our last uh uh presentation for for 2021 let's get ready for yes. 2022 uh again uh, pedro gonzalez uh, cpa uh, business and tax strategist and uh, we all, uh, help our clients as focus on improving their their cash flow lower their taxes and develop uh, exit strategies, so the, the mm -hmm. three corner stones uh, to be able to develop a, a successful business. And we help our clients in that fashion, developing uh, tax-wise uh, entrepreneurs so they can uh, uh, achieve their, their financial goals. Yes, absolutely. So in the past uh, few weeks, you know, we've been, we actually launched the first week of October. So we've already had 12 episodes and we've talked about anything from yeah. um, self-employment, tax filing days, tax forms. Uh, we've talked about tax planning and how, what it takes. And that was like a series Correct. of almost like uh, four or five weeks of, uh, you know, a continuous uh, conversation. And then we've talked about cryptocurrency. Uh, and uh, uh, recently, last week, we actually talked about uh, buy-sell agreements and partnership yeah. agreements, so which were very, very important. And we brought up a lot of important information as to if something happens to a partner what happens you know who takes over and all that stuff and super important information and uh, i know one of our, our followers actually was writing down saying hey this was one of my favorite discussions so far and it's great because we that helps us uh realize that hey you know what the information we're giving you it really is helpful to you and uh please let us know whenever you have questions send us a a, a direct message or an email um, you know, through any of the channels that you're watching, and then we make sure to cover that as part of our next educational session when we go live. Um, so today, um, you know, having Pedro as a business and tax strategist, and he's focusing so much on exit strategy, I figured, hey, 
why don't we talk about exit strategy? Pedro, you know, this is uh, this is what you do uh, mainly. And I think it's a great way to start a conversation about this, you know, talk about, you know, maybe a general definition and yeah. or how you define it. And we can take it from there. Very good. So before we start, I wanted to give you two pieces of information that most people don't realize. One, 75% of businesses never sell. And mm -hmm. that's something wow. to, to start pondering. Uh, a lot of those, especially those small businesses, and again, uh, the focusing of our, you know, my, my focus is mainly the mid and small businesses. You mm -hmm. know, the larger corporations will have a way to, you know, when you see the news, the mergers and acquisitions, uh, they have a market ready to absorb a, let's say, for example, a publicly traded company. But the majority the, of the businesses do not sell. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, that we need to, and why I also taken a passion on that is to help uh, entrepreneurs to not to let go that that asset that they have developed over the years right. and just right. simply let it dis dissipate. You know what I mean? Because what happened to most of the businesses is that, um, you know, the, the basically it kind of kind of dies with the owner. And yes. that is sad yes. because uh, also the other piece of information is that 90% of business owners' net worth is tied up to businesses. Uh, and that including real estate. It's not just business. It's in essence in, uh, intangible. So, you know what I mean? The, uh, is, uh, it's not liquid. So that a lot of their, their net worth in their retirement depends on the success of those businesses. So when you cannot stop working to be able then to perform or uh, to be able to have the resources that you're going to need for retirement, mm -hmm. then it's something that, again, uh, the reason of the, the passion behind uh, on the on the exit strategy is to help those business owners to enjoy the, 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 the in mm -hmm. essence, the, the labor that they Fruits have put their in. Labor. Exactly. And then to be able to enjoy it uh, 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 in the latter part of, the, of, their, of their life. So... Uh, Exit, uh, the exit strategies is, uh, is to help uh, to start planning towards that, again, exit that all of us are going to encounter. It's going to either be you're going to either retire on your own terms. Right. It's going to be that you get to a point that you're, you know, you're dissatisfied with the business. You want to sell it. Right. Uh, you could also get to a point that somebody makes an offer. Somebody wants to absorb your business or you might want to sell it internally. Uh, mm -hmm. or you want to transfer it to your children. Sure. So there's uh, multiple ways to, to uh, in essence, to exit. But again, it depends on the, the, the when and the how. You know, how you're going to be able to do this. And so we got to start as the, the process does not start at the moment you place your business for sale. It has to start at least five years prior. And this is, again, uh, why is it that the 75% of the businesses do not sell? Is because of the lack of preparation. Because when right. you see the need, uh, now you're gonna say, "Okay, uh, Marie, I'm ready to sell my business," and I come to you, and it's okay. So let's start the preparation. No, no, but I need to sell it now. I mean, I, I need the money now. Well, what right. happens at that point is the same happens when you do, in essence, it's a fire sale. You know I mean, like, for example, in real estate, when you put your property on sale. You mm -hmm. have to do some cleaning, some preparation, some of painting, course. you yes. know, landscaping. You do those Absolutely. those touch-ups that will increase the value. And then you can ask the true market value. You can you hire an appraiser, 
the appraiser will say, well, right. uh, Marie, this, this property is worth X. So now you have, okay, after I done know that in essence, the, 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 the preparation, the makeup, I mean, I cleaned up the mm -hmm. property. Now I've gone through the leases. I make sure that all my contracts are in place. So the same happens with business. You have to go through the same process. You have to go through your business and do a cleanup, um, yes, streamlining processes, getting rid of any kind of, uh, in the process, anything that can potentially create a, a hurdle in, in the, you know, a streamlining it, you know, making it, as, uh, especially modernizing it. That's another thing that you're going to see a lot is modernizing mm -hmm. your businesses. So then they are up to date because Absolutely. the least amount of uh, investment I have to do. It. The same happens in real estate. I know you're, fa you're, you're familiar with real estate. I use that a lot of example real estate because- I'm No, that's a great example, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you, you have to, the least amount of uh, improvements I have to make immediate as I walk in through the door. You know what I mean? If I'm right. gonna buy this, this, this property, this building, and then immediately I have to replace the roof. Well, all of that is gonna come down on, on the value. I'm going to negotiate that. I'm going to say, listen, I have to come in. I have to do this. I have to do this. You know, I'm going to give them a list of different areas that I found that I, I have see. to address as I walk in. The same happens with a business. So if you start now, let's say in a five-year process, you start with this cleanup, you hire a, a top-notch, uh, in essence, CFO, and that should be one of your investments is to hire somebody that is not a bookkeeper. And again, I'm not trying to downplay the role of the bookkeeper, but you need something a, a little higher level. Because yes. the, now you're moving to another stage of your life. And that is, it's not just the bookkeeping that I need for my own or to, to fulfill the requirement with a bank. It's that I need to prepare this business for sale or to transfer right. it to my son or my daughter. I want to do an ESOP, which is another method you can create is an employee uh, stock uh, purchase uh, plan where then right. your employees will buy out, in essence, buy you out. Right, so, you know, yeah. But all of that takes preparation. Of course. So you need uh, a top-notch, uh, you know, in essence, a CFO, either be you hire him full-time or part-time, depending on the, sure. on the needs and all of that. But that should be one of your investments. Uh, we talked about last last week about the buy-sell agreement. If you have multiple right. owners, having your buy-sell agreements in place. The other thing I wanted to throw in today is the, the key man, the key man uh, life uh, oh, insurance. Oh, yes. Very important. Absolutely. It's another, yeah, because see, remember the the what creates uh, the the value. We talked, we touched this uh, probably in a couple uh, prior uh, episodes. What's going to create the value for your business is a turnkey operation. So you have to prepare this business in essence to run by itself. So you should hire somebody that is going to in essence run the business, not you. You know what I mean? You gotta, you have to visualize this is in essence ready. It's ready for somebody just in essence, give them, you know, the turnkey. Here's the key and the yeah. business runs. Uh, so that means that potentially you have to get somebody, a manager. Well, what happens if that, if I'm going to come in and buy that business and you're telling me now Marie is the key person here. She has this place running smoothly. Right. But what happens if something happens to Marie? Mm -hmm. How do I, you know, because again, I'm not here to come and, and replace Marie. I'm an investor. I'm, a, I'm here to buy the business. Right. So how do I ensure that if something, you know, last time we talked about buy-sell agreement, that is between multiple owners. If I'm coming right. in to replace another owner, then I right. want to see a buy-sell agreement to protect my interest as an owner. Right. Now, 
the the key man life is to protect the, the in essence the, the key personnel that are, are in essence making the business mm -hmm. happen absolutely absolutely they're running the operations they're making the major decisions absolutely Correct. yes so what would it take if something in this scenario that i'm using marie is what happens what is in essence what would it take if if something happens to marie either she leaves she you know something happens how much would it cost us to replace her Mm -hmm. to to go uh, a, a hire a, a top-notch uh, headhunter to go and, and find us another Marie that she or he or she can come into this place immediately right. and continue the operation running yes. smoothly. Yes. So this is another area that, again, gets overlooked. And I'm hoping that people take note on this. You know, we talked about buy-sell agreement. The other one would be the key man life. And the investment is really... Is, is worth it when you're looking, especially when you're looking at the exit, because right. what you're looking is an investment for five years. I mean, what you have to do is put all the pieces in place. So then when the buyer comes in, um, you already address this. It does not become now for me to have to now worry about Marie is it's already done. She has her compensation Correct. packaging order. She is uh, one well compensated. Number two, she is well protected. If something happens, I know those things are in place. Correct. And, uh, you know, like we mentioned, the buy-sell agreement, you know what I mean? Having those pieces in, in order. But I wanted to mention the key man as also part of the exit because, again, the, the focus uh, in what is going to increase the valuation of your business is going to be the uh, having, again, uh, the turnkey operation. Yes. Um, we talked about the the 90% of business owners and their and their retirement tied up into the business. And we're going to focus on businesses. You know, you can also, business could be real estate, a portfolio of you course, have. Of course. It could be yes. a bunch of rental properties, and that's how you're being generating income. So businesses, uh, that when I'm mentioning the word business, that's what I mean. It could be a retail shop. It could be an online store. It could be something that is generating income for you. So, when 90% of, of your, in essence, your, your livelihood depends on that business, then it behooves you to then to protect that asset. Of course. It, it, it is, is, you know, and, and it has value. The problem is a lot of people create this business as almost like a, like a hobby. You know what I mean? Like a, they don't look yeah. at it as a, as a, you know, this could actually be something that I could, let's say, for example, I got it to a certain point and I no longer want to do it. Well, right. I might be able to package it and sell it to somebody else. I can take it from there and move it to the next level. Absolutely. But most people don't think about it that way. You know what I mean? So they don't create, yeah. they don't invest into the mechanisms necessary for the business to continue. So what happens is that you see that the 90%, the reason is that they don't have a, a, an exit. You know what I mean? Like one of the typical transactions that you see or, or transitions that you would like to see and if you ask a business owner says i would like my son to take over the business or my daughter to take over the business and let's assume that the son or the daughter wants to do it but they don't have the money to buy you out so how are you yeah. going to do that how are you going to accomplish that transaction if in the if you are you have to leave right now in the ideal situation, and let's assume again that the son or the daughter wants to take over, they don't have the money to buy you out. Mm -hmm. So then how you, that in essence created this business, how you gonna make it through your retirement when, again, the statistics says that 90% of the people, business owners, entrepreneurs, depend on, on, the, on, the, on the business for their retirement. Right. 
So how are you going to do that? So there's mechanisms and, you know, due to the limitations of the, of the, of the, of the stream that we have today, but I would encourage you to take a look at it. I mean, you have to be asking yourself that kind of question, you know, how I'm going to make that happen. If you want to sell it internally, the same mm-hmm. issue happens. Same thing. And how my employees are going to buy, buy me out. Right. So you got to be preparing that, you know, what mechanism can I use to fund this transaction? So my employees, let's say that's why I recommend at least a five years. So then you create those mechanisms and funding. So then in five years, when I'm ready to retire, it's already in place. The house is clean. I have gotten rid of all the dust and all the, you know, the the skeletons. (laughs) I got rid of uh, (laughs) But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Have the privacy yeah. in order, so then I I can go ahead and uh, make that that transfer. Yeah. No, that's that's a very very a very good idea because uh, you're right. A lot of people are are out there creating their their this legacy of a, a really big company. But I mean, what I hear a lot more often is that when uh, when a business owner wants to leave their business to a <clears throat> to one of their children but the children are not interested i mean mm-hmm. uh take for example i i had my dentist actually not to you know uh i've been going to him for many years my husband used to go see him when he was a kid so the gentleman you know he, he got into his 70s he was still literally doing all of the work himself and he had a few people and you know at some point he said you know i gotta find someone to to kind of onboard and because none of his kids were into dentistry <laughs> Nobody was going to take over the business or run the business, even if they weren't a dentist, you know. Um, and uh, so, but, you know, he had to find the right person to bring on board, be, make a partner, and then let that person slowly take over. And like you said, he did it the right way because he did it over five years, five to six years, while yeah. the new person started taking over, making more decisions, you know, and then the owner sort of taking a step back. And that's the right way. And the transition was actually excellent for, for us, the, the patients. We didn't really feel anything different. And all we saw were all the newer things that were coming in with the younger partner, you know, uh, major improvements, uh, 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 new machinery, everything becoming more, uh, you know, in-house, more, uh, um, you know, top-notch uh, uh, work that was happening. It was great, you know, and we still, you know, uh, see the owner here and there. He'll just come by and say hello. Uh, but really, the you know that was a great way of transitioning. But you know the situation is always that most you know uh, children don't want to take over their parents' uh, business. It's not something they want to do. Correct. No, you're right, and that's again uh, another uh, the psychological part of the of the transition that yes. has to be. That's why again the preparation for this because there's also a psychological aspect of this uh, of in essence detaching yourself from the business. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, you have created, in essence, this, this baby that now has grown yeah. <laughs> and you have to now detach yourself. And, and sometimes, you know, uh, owners have a difficult time of yes. delegating of uh, and, and the transition. I mean, they, they, they struggle many times uh, to, to see themselves uh, letting go of the business and trusting uh, the, the, the key personnel that they have hired themselves to trust them to, to run this business. And so it takes time, but it's, it's, that's why, again, uh, the least of the, the five-year process uh, to kind of allow that happening. I mean, so by the end of this process of transitioning, mm-hmm. you're ready to move to your next stage 
allowing the business to continue and surviving because again you see that many businesses do not make it to a second generation it's very rare yes. i mean it's a very yes. low percentage and and forget about second and third generation businesses i mean those are very unique very rare uh, to see but at least to see let's say that either allowing your business to survive and to keep it together so then you can either sell it let it merge with another company at right. least that way you preserve the value like you said, uh, yes, if most most likely your children will not want to take over your business. So mm -hmm. preparing yourself for that, creating a market value for your business because your children yes. will not take over. But then I have to then focus on, on improving the value of this business so that I can either be absorbed uh, through a merger right. or be bought out by either uh, uh, a competitor that wants to buy Absolutely. me out or Absolutely. to be sold internally because now our employees wants to you know uh, continue the, the the like you said the legacy and they want to preserve the culture that they have because they also know employees know that whenever there's a merger acquisitions uh, there is uh, a disruption of culture and they might want to say you know listen let us let us take over the what we have created together mm -hmm. and let's but then they need a way a tool to allow them to happen which it does exist it just has to be implement that on time yes yes for sure um and then you know for me one of the things that i notice is that uh most small business owners they don't even have that secondary key person that they can train and mm -hmm. prep and that is major because when a an emergency happens and you're rushing to sell like you said now that you can't find someone to run that business out of nowhere sure. And if you're going to sell, then they're not going to give you full value because it's not turnkey and operational. They have to rely on you. And if you're in a rush to, because let's say the business owner is, is God forbid, they're, they're sick. And then, you know, they have other things that they need to take care of. So they're selling and they cannot be in the business helping the new owner take over uh, operations. Then, you know, you're going to have to sell your business for a lot cheaper than, than really the true value that it that you have built. Um, so, um, and I, so I really, you know, encourage business owners to really find that person that they can train and build out through with them so that it's not all in their head, in their mind, they know what they're doing, but then nobody else knows as soon as something happens to them, uh, you know, they just get confused, you know, even as, as small as if it's a two, three people operation, it's still important to have that second person, the second in command that can take over uh, even if it's for a few few days, for a few weeks, if something were to happen to the business owner, you know. Correct. No, that's our, again, uh, the, the, uh, we're concluding this, this uh, calendar year and preparing for 2022. I think uh, it should be something to uh, every entrepreneur to take a look at. Where are they at in their, in their development mm -hmm. and, uh, and their exit? I mean, uh, right. like I have mentioned, all of us are going to exit. So we you are. have to, you know, you cannot ignore it. Voluntarily. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, you know, God willing, it will be voluntary when you're ready, mm -hmm. and, but sometimes it's not. And so right. a couple of the topics that we have discussed uh, the last couple of weeks uh, touched us on that, you know, the importance of your own, uh, let's say, life insurance, disability, yes. the buy-sell agreement, the key man, exit strategy, the accounting systems, mm -hmm. uh, having, you know, uh, good, uh, good uh, financial information system, you know, all of that is to help yes. you. So then you, because we know that you're going to exit. So preparing mm -hmm. all of that. And, you know, the fact that you might be now, let's say in your 40s, you might be thinking, ah, oh, you know, why should I worry about it? 
actually yeah. you should worry about it you should be planning uh anyways i know a lot of these uh services are marketed to those in uh, 50 plus uh but i would suggest that you if you're a, you know you're still a young entrepreneur and you're 40 you have a business or businesses and you, you ought to be thinking about it you know and and it will allow you maybe not uh, necessarily the, that i'm ready to retire but creating right. the mechanism so then your business becomes more agile in this world that we're living today. So yes. then you can go ahead and, and compete. Uh, you can prepare to expand. So exit strategy can also be used to allow you to, you can apply a lot of the same uh, uh, principles in your business, even if it's just to allow you to either be more competitive and uh, be able then to expand, for example. Maybe you're not ready to, to retire, but I'm ready as to expand my business through the acquisition of other businesses, for example. You know, so understanding the, the exit strategy make, uh, tools and techniques, then it prepares you to better analyze other businesses and you to absorb other businesses into your, into your uh, platform. Yeah, no, that's excellent advice. Uh, <clears throat> and and I know we have talked a little bit more than just accounting and tax, but this is this is an ongoing issue, and it's it's all about mindset as well. Um, when we're starting our businesses, usually we're not thinking that far out, but I think once you're in like a two two years, three years in, I think it's important to start thinking strategically and also like possible exit because especially when an entrepreneur is starting to grow fast and they start hiring people, but they don't have their system in place, they don't have their strategic plan in place. Um, they're not really sure where they're going, but they are going, but it, it, that only goes so far, right? Yeah. Like at some point you have to stop and say, where am I going? What is the plan? What is my purpose of having this business? It's not just having a business. And yes, I have my income. That's great. You have your income, you're hiring a few people, they have income, but then what? Um, so it's always important to keep in mind, you know, what is the purpose of that business and when is it, what is happening 10 years down the road to that business? Just like we think about what's happening to me five years down the road, 10 years down the road, where do I stand? What's my purpose? And it could be that, you know, my purpose in the next five years to do X while, you know, after that, I'm, I'm expecting to do Y. So it's the same way, I think, for a business as well to be thought of as a, yeah. uh, you know, something that 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 is a process it's it's going to grow it's going to go somewhere and then what it's not going to it's going to stop somewhere but it's either going to be merging it's going to be changing it's going you know something has to happen so i think if 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 they start thinking more strategically and long term they'll be able to make those decisions and and all these advice that we're putting together for our audience <laughs> yep no, you're right. That's, uh, that's again, uh, the, the whole idea behind this and educating, uh, making the entrepreneurs to be, you know, more and more uh, well-versed. Uh, I mentioned before, and you have said it before, too, I mean, you don't need an MBA. Mm -hmm. At least have an, a, an understanding, basic understanding about different aspects of finance, marketing, accounting, having at least, and this is the whole purpose of this. I mean, you, you have us to, to deal with the, the higher level but having right. an understanding, knowing that when you look at your financials, I mean, something has to click and say, this doesn't make sense. Something yeah. doesn't, you know what I mean? I don't know how, I don't know what exactly. And that's why you call Marie, say, Marie, something <laughs> doesn't look right here. Can you help me out? See, that to me tells me this individual has at least analyzed the information. Right. He's, he right. or she's coming to me now after he or she has spent a little bit of time to look at that. 
and and now she's coming in to me is with for the higher level analysis yes and so it, it to me that's what i would like to see more and more of the entrepreneurs and i hope uh, you know people watching and listening to us is to encourage them to to invest a little bit of more time in themselves in their own businesses yes. uh and uh, and that to me will be a, a great accomplishment yeah, no, I totally, totally agree with you. I think it's important for entrepreneurs to broaden their mindset and their right. learning um, into the different areas because they need to be able to say, well, something seems to be off, you know? So if they don't have that plan in place and that education to help them out, and this is not, uh, you know, and I want to really make a difference. So the stuff we talk about here are based on experiences. This is not textbook. This is not someone just decided to write some, you know, concepts. This is about what we've seen on the, you know, uh, uh, on the street per se, Correct. <laughs> experience wise. This is what we're seeing. And this is what we want to tell our audience so that we can help them make the right decisions and prep them to do the right, take the right steps. So you should be able to know as an executive of your own business, as your, as an owner, you should be able to know if something is off, something is run, not running right. If your marketing dollars are not returning what you're expecting, um, if your financial statements, uh, you know, month over month are looking kind of funny and they're not going the upward trend or downward trend, what is happening? If you can't see that, you know, then you need help. That's when you need to ask, you know, for help. And the the the, the education we're providing here, it's going to give you that uh, that that little bit of a high level idea. And then when you need that extra set of hands to go in into the details and look a little bit more and help you out, then that's what we're here. Yeah. And you can always call yeah. on us. Yep, exactly. No, that's, that's uh, like you said, these are war stories. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that we have seen, uh, that, like you said, there's no textbook. Uh, it's not, it's in essence unscripted. This is not, uh, yeah. you know, in, in that's what we're sharing. I mean, the things that I have seen Absolutely. many times, I mean, uh, horror stories of, Anything from uh, you know tax returns that were prepared incorrectly to financial mm -hmm. statements that then goes to a bank and the banker now rejects a loan and then the bankers is is you know kind enough to tell the individual listen this financial don't make sense right uh, business uh, uh, business plans that get unfunded mm -hmm. uh, many times. Uh, because they were poorly prepared, uh, you name it. You know, businesses that don't don't sell or they offer, you know, when the offers placed on the table, they they feel offended. But listen, this what you have does not sustain the value that you have in your head. Yeah. Sometimes they have a number on their head. <laughs> Correct. My, my business worth a million, but we, you know, when you see an offer put on the table, two hundred thousand dollars, they're they're offended. Yes. You know what I mean? And I understand why, but the reality is that your business as it stands is not sustaining the million dollar you have in your head. And so, you know, on and on, you know, businesses that you see that, that uh, you know, get audited and their records are in such a bad uh, order that, you know, yes. there's no other way. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, you cannot prove the, the, the deduction. How do we go back and then prove that this agent that his or her job is to yeah, to poke, poke a little holes in there to see if if you can if you if you make it. So you know things like that. You know, what I mean, uh, businesses that you see that uh, they there's disputes, and now comes the moment of determining how do we settle this because our agreement does not say anything about the the yes. the division. Yes. So it's not until those things happen that you go back and say crap. I mean, I I, I, you know, I wish I, you know I'm telling you. 
I, 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 and, and the word that I said is nothing when, uh, you know, when they're, they get to when, moment, what they're saying, really. Ooh, <laughs> when man, there's, oof. But uh, anyway, so all of this is, uh, I, I hope uh, the audience will get uh, some, uh, you know, uh, take it to heart because a lot of this is, again, is, is war stories. I mean, the, we're sharing things that we have uh, experienced over our years of uh, doing this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, we are already at our 30, well, we're at 32 minutes. Well, we don't, we definitely want to be, you know, cognizant of our audience's yeah. time. You know, business owners don't have a lot of time. So that's why we try to keep it within 30 minutes and just to give you just enough information to help you uh, make some decisions and realize where you need to the, uh, the assistance. Uh, with that, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. And, you know, we really want to wish our audience a uh, wonderful, happy, happy, healthy, prosperous, successful 2022. And uh, any last words, Pedro? Happy New Year and uh, prosperous 2022. And let's get back on it. And uh, give us a call if you if you have any questions uh, that we can be of assistance to you. Yes, we are here for you. And then we will see you all next Thursday at 10 a.m. Yep. Eastern. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Take care. Bye.